Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Sadiqi. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. Zach we're here week two already. You know, week two is basically the middle of the season. You know, we're in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, we're already looking forward to week two here. Um, we already, you know, hopefully you got who you wanted on the waivers. Um, I got, uh, I did get Puka in a couple of leagues. Uh, I did have him rostered in a couple of leagues too, which was nice. Right. I drafted him in one. And the other one, I, I picked him up like a couple of days. It was a deeper, it was like a 14 team league. I just wanted someone to pick up at the end of my bench. I think I lost somebody. Oh, I lost a- Mark Andrews. So he went out. And then mm-hmm. I was able to, and I said, okay, well, I might as well put him in IR. Who can I pick up? And then I'm picking up Puka over the weekend. That worked out. So I didn't, I, could, I was yeah. able to save some fab dollars, which is nice. Um, I, I didn't, didn't have to spend bother. too much to get him. <laughs> I didn't have to spend yeah. too much. Like in our league we had together, I got him for, 28 percent or you know which is not that bad i would say and you know i i beat i beat you know i beat the other guy by a dollar yeah which felt really good um you so you know fat guidance like did you, you you didn't use that strategy where it's like on the 10s and 20s and 30s right <laughs> you know i, know you I did it, like it depends the on the league number. you know it depends on the league you know it's like you kind of know your league mates a little bit you know and and uh, this is the guy that I went to the Monday Night Football game with that I beat him out. So, like, I, I know him pretty well, and it worked out, man. My mind games worked. Yeah. You know? So, did you tell him? You we, told him 27, didn't you? I did. <laughs> she totally I said, put hey, yeah, I, 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 I said, you know what? Like, I, I would put like, you know, 23% on him. You know, and, then, yeah. and I was like, he's going to add five, and then I'll put one more. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that was a strategy. Um, we got a bunch of news to talk about, injuries to uh to cover you know what to do with these guys who are banged up because there are a bunch of them uh we're gonna talk about matchups that we like this week um and a couple matchups that we don't like and you know just gonna go over a little bit of um you know what to expect in week number two okay uh i want to start with raheem mostert uh he didn't practice today 
But Cameron Wolf from the from the NFL Network tweeted that it's nothing to worry about, just a vet day. So he will be good to go this week. So no need to wonder if you have to pick up and start Salvan Ahmed, you know, or pick up Devon A. Chain back up off of waivers. Mostert is a solid RB2 this week against the Patriots. Uh, he should be just fine. Um, Austin Eckler has an ankle injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Josh Kelly was a hot name on the waiver wire this week. And if Eckler can't go, uh, Kelly would be a pretty solid RB2. A little bit of a tough matchup against the Titans in Nashville. Uh, but uh, he should be involved in the pass game as well. So if Eckler is a little bit banged up, even, you know, any plays in this game, uh, yeah, I think Kelly should still be involved. So I think he's startable uh, as a flex, uh, given how much work that he had last week. A little bit of a tough matchup, though. So I, I wouldn't have the same kind of expectations. But the run game did look pre- pretty good, you know, in week one. Yeah. What would your I mean, expectations be for Kelly, you know, if Eckler, you know, what, it still plays, but a little bit banged up? I think it would be like similar to what we saw last week. I'm not playing at yeah. Kelly for his upside or anything, but like you mentioned, like you wouldn't expect too much with him this week. Were we expecting much with him last week? Like at this point, I feel like he has the value where, you know, if you draft him or you picked him up, you're like sitting here like suddenly and he, you have a running back who you can start two weeks in the season. Like that's pretty good. Josh Kelly, yeah. I wasn't expecting him to have the role that he did last week. So the fact that he got that, now Eckler's banged up. I think that just makes him a safer start this week. I don't think he has any type of 20-point upside, but he's also not going <laughs> to leave you out to dry, I don't think, at this point, as long as, you know, Kellen Moore's usage, you know, the split between Eckler and Kelly wasn't an, aber- an aberration, you know? So I think that Kelly's a good start this week. I do like the matchup more for the receivers against the Titans than I do for the running backs, but, you know, chances are you're going to need somebody. If you don't have Eckler, say you had Eckler and you picked up Kelly, like, you saved yourself a from having to deal with somebody else getting that value and B now you have somebody you can start. And I don't think he's going to be a bad start, whether Eckler plays or not. So flex, like you mentioned, ideal spot to have him. You could get away with him. I think as an RB two, but don't expect a whole lot, you know, in that spot. Yeah. I would say expect RB two. If Eckler misses this game, that's kind of how I look at it. And, you know, flex otherwise. Um, Now, if we go to green Bay here, Aaron Jones is not practicing as of Wednesday either. Uh, he has a hamstring injury, so there's a chance that he doesn't play this week. If he does play, I'm going to play him, just like I would play Austin Eckler if he plays. Um, if he doesn't play, uh, then A.J. Dillon would become an RB2 play. Um, yeah. A.J. Dillon didn't look great last week, uh, but regardless, he's going to get the volume. Um, A.J. Dillon looked really good like a couple years ago. Since then, <laughs> uh, he hasn't been awesome. And the fact that the Packers were interested in uh, Jonathan Taylor, and we're given, you know, we're willing to, you know, give away some. I know they weren't trying to give away Christian Watson, but they were trying to give away something, you know, for JT yeah. services. So uh, it's kind of interesting. You know what I'm what saying? What if that was Aaron Jones? <laughs> what if they were looking to move Aaron Jones in a deal? That would be interesting. Yeah, because you know, then so. you wouldn't. No, I doubt but it. You would, but, but you wouldn't. I, I do think that maybe they were, you know, they understand Aaron Jones is an older running back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least just one two punch. Yeah, I don't know. Just something to get Jonathan Taylor. It is interesting. He didn't look that good, AJ Dillon. So I, I, I'm with you here. I'm tempering expectations with him, especially if Christian Watson can come back because Jordan Love actually looked pretty good. And I don't think that they're yeah. going to be relying. It's not like they're going to be leaning on the run game because their quarterback can't throw the ball. Jordan Love can throw. And if Christian Watson's back, there's going to be plenty of weapons in the receiving game. And if Aaron Jones plays, add that on top of that. Like, I don't see AJ Dillon's role growing <laughs> in really any case. Yeah, 
Uh, and Christian Watson, you know, he's still not practicing as of Wednesday. So monitor his practice status the rest of this week. Uh, if you if you have Watson, you know, on your team, you know, this isn't the news you want to hear. Uh, if you don't have Watson on your team, you know, you have more time to trade for him. Uh, you yeah. know, given how Jordan Love looked in week one. Um, while he's out, Romeo Dubs is the start, you know, out of this group. Um, it is worth noting that Jaden Reed, you know, had the same amount of target share, basically, as Romeo Dubs. Uh, Luke Musgrave gets a boost, too. By the way, I have Luke Musgrave as a top 10 tight end player this week. Uh, you know, his combination of target share, air yards, route participation, that's that's what you want to see from a tight yeah. end, let alone a rookie <laughs> tight end. Um, yeah. So, you know, he was so close to having a huge day. If Jordan Love didn't miss him, you know, on that on that big route where he was wide open, all he had to do was just keep running, and Jordan yeah. Love kind of overthrew him. It was kind of you know a little, little bit of both of their faults, but um, it, like it, it would have been Watson like what a fifty year. yard, fifty sixty yard touchdown, um, <laughs> you know. So yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Right, like I said, like Christian Watson had that same thing happen to him last year. <laughs> you remember the first week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's he true. Lost out on a huge touchdown. Now, now it's. Luke Musgrave's turn. But going back to what you said, too, like the usage is ideal. I mean, that's what you're looking for. And we kind of saw this coming because, well, at, at first when they originally drafted Luke Musgrave, we weren't saying anything about him getting his route participation. But then over the offseason, it looked like he was going to. And the good news is, even though he didn't have a huge day, he made good on that hype. So I think we can keep yeah. looking at him that way. And that top 10 is definitely in the cards. Definitely, definitely. Um, As of right now, you know, out of all of the rookies – you know, I probably feel rookie tight ends. I probably feel the most comfortable starting Sam Laporta and Luke Musgrave as of right now. And I have Musgrave ranked over Laporta this week. Um, and I'm sure Kincaid right. will get there. You know, at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, he came back to limited practice today. That's a good sign. So I, I personally, I'd expect Travis Kelsey to play. I mean, he looked pretty good in practice. Like he was yeah. running around, you know, giving belly bumps and chest bumps to everybody. So. He, he looked like he's good to go. Uh, Kelsey. Yep. Somebody who's not good to go is Deontay Johnson. He's going to miss about four weeks potentially with the hamstring injury. Um, the question is, you know, does George Pickens become the guy in Deontay Johnson's place? That's going to be one of the biggest things that I look at, you know, over the next couple of weeks, right? And it starts this week, right? Is, is yep. Kenny Pickett going to give George Pickens – the, you know, 25%, 24% target share that many people think that he deserves. Uh, we'll see. I, for me, it's a completely open question, right? Um, I, I, I'm not going to predict that this happens. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, there are some players that I would say, like, okay, it's his time. This is when he's going to show it. You know what I'm saying? I just I, I don't yeah. feel that way about George Pickens. I do think he could take the next step, but Deontay Johnson did come off the field in this game, and the guy who was getting the targets was Calvin Austin, right? Right. You know, and then you know Allen Robinson, you know as well, and George Pickens too. So he 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 didn't differentiate himself, especially when Deontay was on the field. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's something to think about. We'll see what happens. Uh, does George Pickens get a little bit of a bump? I, I think he does. Like, in terms of me making a start-sit decision, um, I think George Pickens does. You know, he's. I think he's more valuable in week two here than he was in week one, uh, you oh, know, yeah. irrespective of the matchup. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Calvin Austin, I think, is a sneaky pickup. Um, I think people will be surprised 
at how good this good he is. And on a per route run basis, he got the most he got he was targeted at the highest rate among all these wide receivers in week one. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you beat me to it. You know, I was just I'm about sorry. to mention the I'm targets sorry. per route run here. So just we'll go through it quick. Deontay Johnson, when he was on the field, 0.27 targets per route run, which was the highest of any Pittsburgh pass catcher. Then you have Allen Robinson at 0.18, Pat Fryer with a 0.17, and then George Pickens at 0.15. Calvin Austin came on the field, and he had 0.23 targets per route run. So he comes on the field, he's getting targeted at a higher rate than George Pickens did, and George Pickens played the whole game. So I'm looking at this as, yes, does George Pickens get a boost? It'll be a small boost. But Pat Frymuth is he's not going away. Allen Robinson, out of nowhere, you know, he got some targets. Like, this isn't just going to be stratifying towards George Pickens. It's not that simple. Because they do have quality pass catchers outside of him. And George Pickens hasn't really been a target earner yet in his career. You know, he's had flashy plays. But I'm not ready to call him a target earner yet. And I don't think you are either. He's not to the no. level of Deontay Johnson. And we said this coming into the season that Deontay Johnson is the guy when he's on the field and he proved it. He had seven targets, I think, and he came off the field early and no other Pittsburgh receiver had more targets than he did. So Deontay Johnson's the guy when he comes back, he'll keep doing his thing. But for right now, you can give George Pickens a boost, but you got to tap the brakes a little bit. He's not just going to be this sudden wide receiver one every week. And yeah, they did play I, I might not even, no. I don't even, I'm not going to rank him in my top 24. I know that I'm not, and who knows if, I don't even know if I'm going to rank him in my top 36. I, 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 I might, I, I might, I, I haven't gone through that completely just yet. And, and by the way, by the time you do listen to this episode, the rankings will be up. Um, yeah. But as of right now, I'm not there just yet. So, so we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm starting him. You know, I think he's a solid start this week. Uh, but I think Calvin Austin is definitely a pickup for sure. Um, I'm starting Calvin Austin before I start Allen Robinson, though. I will yeah. say that. You have to. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Zach Moss is participating in full. That's good for the Colts. There's a decent chance he has a big role this week. Uh, if he's still available on your waiver wire, you should probably pick him up at this point. Deion Jackson had all the work this past Sunday, but he was completely ineffective. And Moss could just take that role over. Um, you know, who knows what happens with Jonathan Taylor? So he's a good add. I won't start him this week until I see what the split looks like. You know, but we'll, we'll kind of go from there. But he, he's a good add to like your end of uh, to the end of your bench right now. Yeah, he's got a low bar to clear with what Deion Jackson did. <laughs> Evan holds out. Yeah. So if he's putting up 
three and a half, four yards of carry. <laughs> you know, he's going to be the one getting the touches. And that's a low bar to clear. I think he can and do that. And that's exactly what Zach Moss has been doing his whole career. So I think he could do so, that. Just pencil him in. <laughs> he, 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 Zach Moss, you know, to me, he's a jag. What does jag mean? He's just a guy. But yep. he might just be a better guy that the Colts like over Deion mm -hmm. Jackson. We'll see. Um, right. Another injury here, Broncos tight end Greg Dulcich. Uh, we meant, we talked about this before. He has a hamstring injury. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to play this week, so Adam Troutman is a solid streamer this week if you need one. This could be a multi-week thing, potentially. Um, yep. He was running ahead of Dulcich already, so now he could potentially see a near full route participation. Um, you know, it, it, and this is a could, not will, right? So, like, we, mm -hmm. we don't know for sure. But my guess is that they will. I don't even is Albert O on the team. Like I think they cut him, if I'm not mistaken, right? So yeah, they cut him. Um, that was a, that was in the preseason, he, I think. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't sign back to the practice squad, did he? No, he went with. He, I think he signed in the Eagles practice squad. That's right. That's right. He's on the Eagles. That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay, good. So so you don't you, you don't have to worry about that either. Um, no. So just a question, like for me yeah. personally, I'm dropping Greg Dulcich if I got get somebody off of waivers. Like that. Oh, one hundred already. But he's droppable at this point. I'm not worried about oh, yeah, him. Yeah, He'll yeah. sit on waivers. I wasn't even – really I wasn't even talking – Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, this, was, this wasn't even really about uh, whether anyone's starting Dulcich. It was only significant because it opens the road for a potential starter in Adam Trotman. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. you know, it wasn't even like, hey, like, I know you have Dulcich on your roster. You should, you know, don't start him. Because he's gonna he's injured. Like, it's I don't not, know. Yeah, it wasn't like a mention of should you start him or not, but like the fact that we're mentioning him in the news, like for me, it's like I don't want anybody to get twisted and think like, oh well, we're mentioning him in the news right. and we're saying he might be back in a week or two, like thinking, Oh, I'll hold on to him for that. Like, no, you can no. drop this guy and you can circle back to the waivers in a week or two, he'll still be sitting there collecting dust. That's a great point. Don't worry. That's a great point. So if you do because the dosage is definitely rostered on in, in a lot on a lot of teams. So if if you yeah. There's, there's nothing to hold him for. If Adam Trotman goes away, if he gets hurt or something, then that's when we start paying attention to Dulcich. He has upside at that point, I think. Yep. Um, Mark Andrews, he practiced on Wednesday. Uh, he also practiced last week, though. Uh, so let's see if he gets some full practices in this week before we declare him a go. But I would, I would assume, since he was relatively close last week, that he would play this week. So that's, that's, that's the hope. Right. Um, would you, if Mark Andrews is out again, what is your confidence level in Isaiah likely on a scale of one to 10. <laughs> not likely. Is he a, is he a top 10? Not likely. Uh, <laughs> is he a top 10 tight end play? For you? I don't think he is. I think there are other tight ends that you can go after, especially after what we saw last week. Zay Flowers is the guy that's getting a bunch of targets. And honestly, the Ravens offense kind of looked out of sorts and against the Texans. Like that's not encouraging. The volume could be there, but I think if he was, He'd be close. I'd probably put him at like eleven or twelve because he's kind of he's burned people twice already in the games where it's him. <laughs> like the first game last year, he scored a touchdown and that was it. One catch, one touchdown. And then this year he has one catch, no touchdown. I I'm not looking at Isaiah Likely as anything anybody that you really have to target at this point. Um, Zach, are you forgetting the game that he played at the end of the year? It was like it's like literally the only game that we can point to. Well, not the only one, but one of the only ones that we can point to where we said, "Oh, eight catches on thirteen targets for hundred and three yards." Yeah, like that's what I'm looking at. Like, hello, you know what I'm saying? But, but what's more likely? What? What's more likely? It wasn't. It wasn't with Lamar. So 
yeah uh, that's that's likely. that's 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 the thing right <laughs> a little technical detail there too many um, puns likely <laughs> dj shark is back at practice too. uh pick him up to throw at the end of your bench once you know we know he's good to go uh in case he emerges as the number one in carolina because that that door is still wide open oh, yeah. uh there is a report that darren waller's hamstring injury can be lingering all year the thing with this is uh if he gets treatment on this all year apparently he can be okay uh, and this is not something that's new. This is something that has been around for a while. The Giants kind of knew about it already. Didn't seem to be an issue. Um, you know, you're still going to start him as usual. It didn't really affect him, him in this Cowboys game. He just didn't play the whole game because the starters didn't. They just got blown out. Um, right. So you, you just still start him as usual, right? Um, you kind of want to have a backup plan, though. You know, it's not ideal because I don't love to roster backup tight ends. But in this case, <clears throat> I think I kind of want to. Um, now, do I trade him away with this news? Like, you know, I don't know. You, you drafted him for a reason, you know, for that upside. This is not something, it's not a new injury, you know, and he's still playing. Right. Um, you know, not like, not like he's out for these games or he's questionable to miss these games. So I'm, I'm just going to ride it until I can't, you know, unless he has, you know, maybe he has a big game and then I have an opportunity to like flip him and another player for like Mark Andrews or something. Like, yeah. I think that's the only out that I'm willing to use. On him, I, I I don't want to necessarily trade him away for a lesser tight end, if that makes sense. Right, because the risk level isn't that high right now. Like, obviously, do you want to hear about an yeah. injury like this that's been lingering and could continue to linger? No, but he's gonna play, and you can't take anything from that first game. Like you mentioned, not only did the starters not play the whole game, but it was a monsoon and nobody was catching passes because <laughs> Daniel Jones couldn't even get it out of his hand. So I'm not buying into anything that we saw from New York. Uh, in week one. So week two is pretty much a clean slate. They got a good matchup against the Cardinals. That's kind of where I'd look to assess his usage because I do think that Daniel Jones is going to throw more passes and have more time to throw against the Cardinals than he did against the Cowboys. So I would just look at Darren Waller. As long as he plays and it doesn't look like, you know, he's grabbing at his hamstring every route he runs. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's going to be an issue. As long as that's not happening, I don't think you have to worry about him. And then you can cross that bridge of him being out when if you get to it. You don't have to like assume that he's going to be out and start turning your roster over trying to make room for a tight end. Like, don't even worry about it. Chances are the streamers a couple weeks from now are going to have just as much value as the streamers right now and just a backup plan. So we don't like rostering backup tight ends. Like you said, just don't do it. Just have faith in Darren Waller until you can't because you drafted him high for a reason and he still has plenty of potential. It's been one week. The Texans placed Noah Brown on IR. Uh, why is that significant? Because Tank Dell should see the field more. Um, you know, he could be a little bit of a perspective ad here if he's available on waivers. Uh, he looked really good in the preseason. Uh, you know, and we also learned in week one that the Texans offense is trying to go a little pass heavy here, you know, even in neutral situations. So there can be a couple right. of pass catchers that can become relevant on this offense. So like, obviously, CJ Stroud has to develop a little bit, become that dude. Um, but there is some room here to work with, you know, I would say. Um, I, and I think, it, you know, between him and John Mechie right now, I, I would, you know, give the edge to, uh, I, you know, I think Nico Collins is the one, the clear one as of right now. But, you yep. know, in terms of the number two, I would give the edge to Tank Dell. I think Tank Dell can get there. I like Tank Dell. I think the most out of all the other guys, if you want to call him that, like, there's Nico Collins, and then there's the other guys. And I think if anybody's going to demand a target share at this point earlier this season, who's going to give you the most value 
the soonest I think it would be Tank Dell with this Noah Brown injury. You know me. I'm a Cowboys fan. I know Noah Brown, who who he is, the type of player he is. And I'm surprised he's playing over Tank Dell. But this injury should help accelerate the process of Tank Dell getting touches. I think he would have been getting them over Noah Brown in a couple weeks anyway. So we're moving up. You know, watching the Cowboys sometimes, man, like Noah Brown catches a ball. I'm like, all right, let's go, CD. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's Noah Brown. (laughs) Yeah, it it was really confusing Like at times – he was being used a lot more than you than you think he would have. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah, can, he's I can, being I can used out of necessity, see. not out of like, oh, we got to get this guy the ball. Like, we had nobody. Yeah. We had Michael Gallup with three quarters of an ACL in his right leg. So it's like, I yeah. think we're good. We had to use Noah Brown last year. And, you know, hopefully Noah Brown gets better. You know, I'm, I'm not going to wish bad on him. But Tank Dell should have more value sooner than he would have with Noah Brown in the lineup. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 